Blog Talk Radio. Saying that it's more than that, but we're not gonna tell you how many. 
Well, you know, WCC, you look forward to do more talking than the broadcast. So the bottom line is we know you run things right now. But one thing about it in 36 verse 8, children of Israel, once they wake up, wake up, they had a hand to come. But the elders say he'll make it plain. They already is. It's just waiting on the one that, well, he can, he can say it better than me, so we'll leave that alone. So he'll tell you all about that. So live broadcast, take 116, and we're just going to bring our elder in and let him get talking. And that, that give me a chance to take a look at a couple of these memos real quick. And then we'll get something going on with Brother Titus Israel and our elder. We'll get something going on on take 116. So, Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, Yaqua BJLC Israel. And Yaqua bless you, see Israel, see you well. Hallelujah. Yaqua. Israel, and thank you for bringing me into the night's broadcast. And it's always a pleasure to be among a cast of over 900,000 listeners that want to hear the righteous words of Yahweh. And you know, that's always a good thing. Because one of the problems that we see that Satan does and that people that watch you do good does. Satan does, does not try to recruit people that he already has. Yep, he's already got them on this side. He goes out there and tries to get people in the ministry, the preachers, and other people he knows that has a little bit of influence to talk against you to get you down. Nobody tries to do anything to anyone that's already down. They want someone that's up and doing good. So when they bring them down, they could really watch the impact. You see that in regular life every day. They try to bring somebody down that's doing good. They don't try to bother the ones that's bad because they get no, no points for that. And generally, all of us in the six anointed camps, we have to be aware by knowing the scriptures and the Bible precepts We've given this knowledge to know that there are people out there already like that. Spoke about that earlier. They camouflage their evil or confused teaching and usually overly loud bump the drums contest for their method of righteous learning. Even using the Bible scriptures as verbal weapons against us to know. Because I always mention and recently mention, we should remember the best is already here. That's right. The best is already here. We're just waiting for the rest to come. We all came to hear those things that most of us can hear at Yahweh's ministry. Some listening never understand. But the job we have is to make this misunderstanding very possible. 
Many of us here see things in the Bible through proper teaching that some looking can never find. And once again, these are the misinformed. These are the ones that can do none of these things. And once again, Yahweh's ministry steps in and makes all this mistaught information very possible for the righteous. And the word that you should look at is righteous. Being righteous, you can learn this word pretty well. In Matthew's chapter 24, verse number 4 and 5, it says, And Yahweh the Son answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. 5. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Yahweh the Son, and shall deceive many. And this is what this whole conversation is about. You have many out there that are supposed to be righteous and claim that they're righteous, but they're leading you in the wrong direction. You've heard me say that I don't usually say that the television or the cell phone or any method of uh, teaching is one-eyed Satan because evildoers can take anything for good and turn it around for the wrong direction. They even do the Bible the same way. That's what Satan the devil teaches everybody. Turn the scriptures around. Turn your world upside down, as it says in actual scripture. And as I said, we are given a choice. One side leads to Yahweh, and the other side leads to Satan. Um, you know which way you want to go? That's called free will. That's mentioned in Deuteronomy chapter 3, verse 19. It says, I call on heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. Well, I think I know a hint when I see one or hear one. And we're given that direction that we go, should go. Choose life. Let it keep you in the right direction. So remember, the non-righteous job is to lead you astray. Like I spoke of a man before that tried to lead the elders astray. But he couldn't do it because he had lost and confused understandings. This is why we're here to help guide you through these dark times of bad teaching and loud bumper gums for righteous learning. We welcome and thank all of you for attending another live broadcast of Yaquas Ministry. It comes to you live, hope to you always, with new and exciting topics from the King James Bible. And first and foremost is Yaquas Word, which we often been questioning about that. How can you guys get this much information out of this one book? Well, I have to remind you, it comes from connecting the books, your health, food that you should eat, keeping the Sabbath days, and much more we speak of on this program. We do all this because you have not. And this is the information that you all have came to seek and now have found that in the voices of the true Israelites. Tribal God does. We're open unto you on the normal days of Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday from 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. Having no class on Tuesday unless we have a high day or a special event. However, Sabbath class we do have. The top part of Sabbath is Friday. Class time starts at 7.30 to 10.30. And the bottom part of the Sabbath is Saturday. We have a temple class that starts at 12 p.m. And an online class that starts at 2 to 5 p.m. until the temple members decide to leave. We also have a website address. 
use this. Open up any search engine or any one of your smart devices. And right on that search line, enter tribeyada.com. And after you click enter, just on the big line, you will see some choices. One will be tithes and offerings. To use this, click donate with PayPal. That's step number one. Step number two is click send. And the amount you wish to donate to the ministry with a message if you like. And in doing so, may Yahweh bless you. Remember what it says in the book of Psalms, chapter 96, verse 7, and verse number 8. 7 says, Give unto the Yahweh, your tenderness of the people. Give unto the Yahweh, glory and strength. 8. Give unto the Yahweh, the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come unto his courts. I always remind everyone that when you're doing this, to remember that Yahweh loves a cheerful giver. And the donations given to this ministry is greatly appreciated. That you give, according to the Bible scriptures in the book of Leviticus, chapter 27, verse 30. And once again, mentioned in the book of Hebrews, chapter 7, verse 8, and verse number 9. This is done to keep this ministry bringing you thus says Yahweh. Also for building a school, which is very well needed with the bad teaching going around today. A banquet hall for our ministry gatherings. Radio station where we can be heard worldwide. And land to grow our health foods that we continue to speak of on this program. Hallelujah. Also while there, check our calendar, which will help keep you, your family, and friends in tune with the Bible feast days that come to us throughout the year. All this can be done right on that search line by entering Also, for our live program, this is a feature that's available during our live broadcast time. And to get there, this time on the search line, enter Yahwa Radio Live. On your cell phone, your computer, even your smartwatch now. Look for Voices of the Trizolites, Travel Your Dog. Click the red live button as soon as it appears. This will put you right into our live online broadcast. Also, there's a few numbers you can call with Yahwa in mind. The first being our live conference room which is 319-527-6065. The other is 224-600-5579. This is an international number. This is the number that we will use continually for our international line, 224-600-5579. You can call and leave a message on this number on Bible scriptures that you may have questions on which can be answered by any one of the six or nine accounts of Doc Wildsman. But now also in saying that, do not call this number trying to teach. I'll have to remind you, we just hear a discouraging click followed by a dollar. Also, you can inquire about the 12 programs via the 12 tribes of Israel on DVD. Just make sure we get the correct name and the correct address, and you will receive it promptly. Now, on another note, we might ask, please do not contact the CFG email, phone, or text before broadcast or afterwards. He's easy busy with the WCC. The New York Station stockholder, Mr. Cigar Man, answered many memos that most of us have seen, and even now, in addition to that, the Latter-day Saints. So please remember to use the international line of 224 
And if the question is legit, you will receive a call back. Unless you fall trying to teach. As I said, you will only hear that discouraging doubtful. Now, if you happen to miss the beginning of today's program, you can listen to the entire recorded show after 9.15 p.m., except Fridays. The plan will be repeated after 10.30. And to do that, just enter three words once again on your search line. Yahweh Radio Live. And when you click enter, look for Voices of the Truth Lights, Five of your jobs. You can choose the program that you will lay logs into any previous day that you would like to listen. Also, we are now and continually on our broadcast. We are broadcasting also on Broad Talk and Cal Talk. Cal Talk can be logged in by your phone, tablet, computer, even your smartwatch. Just download the Cal Talk app. You'll be listed under ethnic group African American. Look for voices of the truth rights. Private your job once again. You'll find a room will hold 50 or more listening participants where Yahweh's work will be working for your Bible education. And on my air to answer the on the table topics we discuss during our broadcast will be Elder Mr. Tibbs Israel, along with the Seer Israel, right in the shotgun. And during this time, we'll be taking no comments off topic or any more than two text questions answered at a time. And the broad talk ends before teaching time. We will continue our teaching on countdown. I'll be with you all. But that continuing reminder that I use to give is that when we're giving scriptures to speak by this year, remember to be quick to hear and slow to speak so those words of Yahweh will flow smoothly. Remembering that we have hundreds of thousands of listeners that came to hear the righteous words of Yahweh and not that of confusion. So doing this, you have to be careful not to make worldly statements that can't be backed up by the Bible. But remember to make those statements that can be backed up in the Bible. And so we can start to do just as I had explained. Let's keep our Bibles open. We're going to pass our program over to our seer Israel. And remember to take notes. Hallelujah.
Yahweh bless you there. See Israel of Seed Royal. Hallelujah. All right. Sound like he's ready to go. Uh, Elder, like his boy's ready to go in the grand style. So, Elder, since he's ready to go, you might well be able to run over to that Matthew chapter 10, 19, and have that waiting on me and just slide right into Luke 12, verse 12, Elder. We're going to follow your lead, Elder, and then we're going to get something going on with these scriptures. And let's see what he, what he after, after you bring it out and holler that microphone, Matthew 10, 19, then just slide right over to um, Luke 12, 12, Elder. And then we're going to see if we can get something going on on this tape 116. Because we got to take care of a few things. Because remember, some things we left off on, that the big dignitaries kind of pull a plug on it. The last broadcast, so you never know. But let's, let's see what's going on here. Hey, Elder, what's going on in Matthew 10, 19? The Elder, come on. In the book of Matthew, chapter 10, 19, and following, we go into Luke 12, 12. Matthew, chapter 10, verse 19, says, But when he deliver you up, take no thought for how or what you shall speak. For it should be given you in the same hour what ye shall speak. And that brings us into Luke chapter 12, verse number 12. And 12 says, For the righteous spirit shall teach you in the same hour what you ought to say. Chapter 12, verse 1 to 7. Book of Sirach, 
chapter 12, verse 1 reads, When you would do good, know to whom you do it, so shall you be thanked for your benefit. Verse 2, do good to the Yaquali man, a seer, and you shall find a wicked pit. And if not from him, yet from the Most High Yaqua. Verse 3, there can no good come to him that is always occupied in evil, nor to him that giveth no arms, no money. Verse 4, give to the Yaquali man the seer, and have not a sinner. Verse 5, do well to him that is low, but not, but give not to the Yaquali. Hold back your bread. And give it not unto him, lest he overmaster you thereby. For else he shall receive twice as much evil for all the good that you have done unto him. Verse 6. For the Most High Yahweh hated sinners, and will repay vengeance unto the unyahquali, and keep them against the mighty day of their punishment. Verse 7. Give unto the good, and help not the sinner. Chapter 35, verse 1 through 7. Get down verse 14 to 16. And Isaiah 55, verse 1 to 3. Back up. Sirach, chapter 35, verse 1. Read. He that keepeth the law, bring it offerings enough. He that take it. He to the commandment, law, section, judgment, offer the peace offering. Verse 2. He that we quit it. A good turn offers fine flour, and he that gives it up, sacrifice praise. Verse 3. To the path of wickedness is a thing pleasing to Yahweh, and to the state of righteousness it is a perpetuation. Verse 4. You should not appear empty before Yahweh. Verse 5. For all these things are to be done because of the commandment. Verse 6, the offering of the righteous 
make it the ultimate fact. And the sweet savior thereof before Yahweh the most high. Verse 7. The sacrifice of a just man is accessible, and the memorial thereof should never be forgotten. Get down, verse 14. He will not despise the supplication of the fatherless, nor the widow, when she poured out her complaint. Verse 15. Do not the tears run down the widow's sheep. It is not her cry against them that causes them to fall. Verse 16. He that serve Yahweh should be acceptable with faith. And his prayer shall reach unto the clouds. Mm-hmm. Read verse 16 again. Take your time, that young line. You, uh, you all right. Well, make your plan in verse 16 again. What do you say again in verse 16? Sirach chapter 35, verse 16. He that serveth Yahweh should be accepted with favor. And his prayer to reach unto the clouds. He said, all that serve Yahweh, he'll give him favor. And his prayers will get past his ankles. So examine yourself. Are you Yahweh. serving? Are you serving Yahweh? Now, if you're serving Yahweh, that means one thing about it. You understand? He want to give you power to get well, to establish his covenant. Land school, Baker Hall, radio station. And you're not applying to none of that. You're sitting on a doctor's bed, just listening to the broadcast six nights a week. It ain't contributing. Remember one thing where your prayers at. Remember when you do pray. Remember how far it's getting, not past your ankle. Because if you serving Yahweh, you gonna follow what He got written in His Bible. We're saying that 55, one, one, two, and three of Isaiah, that young line. The book of Isaiah, the seer, chapter 55, verse 1, 2, and 3. Isaiah, the seer, chapter 55, verse 1. Ho, oh, everyone that thirsts, come ye to the water. And ye that have it, no money, no arms, come ye by and eat. Yea, come by wine and milk without money and without price. Verse 2. Wherefore do you spend money for that which is not bread? And your labor for that which satisfy it not. Hearken diligently unto me, and eat me that which is good, and let your soul delight itself in fatness. Verse 3. Incline your ear, and come unto me, hear, and your soul shall live. And I will make an everlasting covenant with you, even the sure mercies of days. <laughs> Well, you're going to make an everlasting covenant if you hear, and all the way you hear from him, you got to make sure you line up with this book. So if you're not lying up with this book, you're not hearing from him. Because he'll make an everlasting covenant with you when you hear from him. He said, why your money for Anytime you considering to a ministry that is not Bible-led, then you're spending your money for that but not bread. And you laboring hard. You're putting all the time in. But according to Yahweh, you're laboring in vain. 
to make sure whatever yeah, you're doing is up with this Bible. We tell you, blessed be the seventh day of the week, sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. If you continue your ministry, your money, time, and free will offer to Sunday worshiping 9 a.m. To, to 11 a.m., then uh, uh, early evening service on Sunday, you spend your money without that bread. That's not the Bible. And that's why we come humble with it. That's why it's important to understand something about this ministry. We're here to help you, but you got to help us. Land School Banquet Hall and Radio Station. Don't you know the greatest legacy you can leave your elders is when they come to one of the schools, a big school, and sit down in there and learn the how they have been spending their money on the wrong day, calling on the wrong name, Lord God, Jesus, and Allah, and Jehovah, and the man got on the four letters for his name. That's why it's so important to step it up. Let's get this land school banquet hall radio station going to help our elders on their way out and the young ones just coming out of their diapers. That's why it's so important to contribute to this ministry. Roll your sleeves up. Let's make something happen. You know, I went into a store, and I said, listen, I need me a shot of watermelon. Watermelon is, is what I need to uh, keep myself all fleshed out. He said, yeah, well, we sell watermelon, but we are broken down now into four quarters. I said, yeah. I said, what do the four quarters, what do a quarter of a watermelon call now? He's closed to $7 with taxes. I said, what? A quarter of a watermelon, you don't sell them whole for the next three months. But we break it down in four quarters. And a quarter of a watermelon was costing $6 with taxes going to run over $7 for a and You see what we're saying, see, right? Knowing the watermelon is what keeps our system regulated. Then the back of the watermelon you put it in the blender, it helps the lower part of your body so you have all the stimulation you want. To get a watermelon now, we got to wait just about three months to get a watermelon. Why? Why? Because we not contribute to the ministry. Because when you contribute to this ministry, we going to get a truck. And we don't get trucks where the point that you can go meet those in Florida and everywhere at the borderline. Load up your trucks and bring back what you need. We got to step it up, y'all. But we so busy in our own thing, and we look at the broad picture to get our blessings. Our blessing is to help the elders and the young. To understand one thing. We got to catch them before they get into preschool. Let them know one name. We got to catch the elders before they get up out of here. Auntie. Uh, mamas, grand, Uncle Uncle Peter Roy, and let them know you've been paying money for something that's not bread. So we got a lot of work to do. So who help us help you? So Elder Israel, I mean Elder Israel. Now I'm looking from uh, Psalms 94, five, then. Go straight over to Psalms 106, 41 through 45. Then we'll see where we at. 
after that. Give me that Psalms 94, 20 dollars, verse 25, Elder. Then Psalm 106, 41 through 45. Love talking. You on the clock, Elder. Mr. Tibbs, come on. Okay, I got Psalms uh, Chapter 4, reading verses 1 to 5. Going to Psalms, reading uh, chapter 94, 20 to 25. And Psalms 106, 41 to 45. Okay, Ecclesiastes chapter, starting with verse number 1, says, So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the, the tears of such as were oppressed, as they had no comforter. And on the other side of their oppressors, there was a power, but had no comforter. Two, wherefore I praise the dead, which are already dead before, dead more than the living which are yet alive. Three, yet better is he that than both they, which had not yet been, who had not seeing the evil work that is done under the sun. For, again, I consider all prevail, and that every right work for this a man is envy of his neighbor. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Five, the fool folds his hand together and evils his own flesh. Going to the book of Psalms.
And you just read a profound statement in Ecclesiastes 4, 1 and 2 now. Elder, I think you're going to stumble up on something, and I'm, I'm getting very happy. So read that verse 1 and 2 again one more time. Ecclesiastes 4, 1 and 2. Got it. Okay, read Ecclesiastes 4, verse 1 and 2 once again. Verse 1. So I return to consider all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comfort. And on the other side of their oppressors, there was power, but they had no comfort. Two, wherefore I praise the dead, which are already dead, more than the living, which are yet alive. He said, the witch got all the power. He said, I noticed something in that four verse one. He said, I noticed that the wicked got all the power. Now, that, I, I, I just got to get a kitchen point. Like I said, we never know where we're going, but I want to get a kitchen point. How did the wicked get all this power? In the book, Young Lion, Brother Titus, and he in Exodus 21, I'm going to show you something. You tell me about the wicked with all this power. Pick up a verse 22. Exodus 21, verse 22. Y'all mind? Brother Titus, what does it say? Let's read a little bit. The second book of the law, the book of Exodus, chapter 21, verse 22. Exodus, chapter 21. Verse 22, if man strive or hurt a woman with child so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no no mischief follow, he should be surely punished according to the woman's husband and will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judgment determined. Verse 23, and if any mischief follow dead, you should give life for life. Verse 24, eye for eye, two for two, hand for hand, foot for foot. 25, burning for burning, wound for wound, strike for strike. 26, and if a man smite the eye of his servant or the eye, of his maid, that it perished, he should let him go free from his eyes sake. 27, and if he smite out of his man's servant too, or his maid servant too, he should let him go free for his true sake. 28, and if an ox gore on, a man, hold on, y'all like- Hold on, y'all live. Be listening. I get to be read, read, read. I support that I'm looking for you online. So just don't get, just get to read without listening to saying to me. I might break in. I'm looking for a point out of that, hell. I mean, y'all live. So just don't get me read, read, read. Be listening and read. But now you said something about about this man. And, I, and something in there, but the point 
California now. Y'all right? Now, what was you reading that? What, what book are you reading your point out of there? Because that was from the spirit of Yahweh on my end. So what book are you reading? Because the point I heard that I got the, I was in Exodus, that's right. You was doing something in Exodus. What the Exodus, what, what were you reading that, young man? I was reading Exodus chapter 21, verse 22. I was reading down. Okay. Yeah, well, you were reading down, but I want you to make sure you, you read down with, with comprehension. Because this can come up again. Now, this is a big talk here. I want to read about something that was said in here, young man. It was something said if what, what verse you say? Okay, let me see if I find that verse I'm looking for. About what this man is supposed to do if anything happens. It's something he's supposed to do. Read verse 22 again there, young man. Uh, kind of be listening because something in this thing, I'm just not reading a lot of verses. I'm just, it's, it's a message I'm trying to bring out, but I got to wait until it's given to me to bring it out. Read verse 22 again. The book of Exodus, chapter 21, verse 22. If men strike and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mischief follow, he should be surely punished according as the woman's husband will lay upon him, and he shall pay as the judge is determined. Now what, now, what is he saying here? Now, look what he's saying here. So if, if two men get to fight, and so happen they bump into the, uh, uh, the man's wife, and she's pregnant, and she have to, and she happened to lose the fruit of a, a womb, meaning that that man, that husband, put all the punishment on that end that is possible. Now, in this statement, letting you know, he didn't tell you about how how much time that you can destroy a baby. He didn't give you know how many months she was pregnant. He didn't tell you She's pregnant one month, two months, three months, four months. Didn't tell you nothing. The fact of the matter, she was pregnant. Meaning, by her being pregnant, but this man, I'm, I'm praying the law and telling you today that you can have an abortion at a certain, certain time. You know, you can have an abortion. You see what he did? But Yahweh letting you know, once, you are pregnant. That's the end of it. You can't do nothing but let that baby come through. But this man, I'm praying the law, so now you can, uh, up to so many months, you can get rid of your fruit of your womb. But it give you, hey, how much time they give you, up to how much time they give you till you can have an abortion? How much time they give you, uh, Elder, Mr. Taylor? Can you have the national orders out right now? Well, usually women would be more responsive to answering a question. 
like that, but it has to be a short period of time so that it doesn't uh, cause any damage uh, to the woman. I think within the first month or so of the pregnancy, they can have a divorce without any uh, harm to themselves. You see that? Yeah, so it's around that time. We're not sure, but the Bible just letting you know if anything happens from the the hour or exception, you cannot do anything to that wound not one hour after that fact. We just found out right now that this was told if men strive and hurt a woman with child so that the fruit depart from her and yet no mystic follow, he shall surely be punished. That means if a person is, is pregnant, you, you can't put no time on it when you can get rid of a baby. You can't get rid of a baby period. They didn't give you no month, month and a half. This was just man have bring a law and told you you got up to so much of time to do something. When that woman is pregnant, you cannot destroy that baby. Do positive will come up on you. Now you see that? So you see why it's so much thing, because see, right now we, we look at this power to be, now read, now, now read that verse again, and the regular book, Elder, read that he sees that the full one again, now we can understand what he's saying. Now we can understand what he's saying. I, I, didn't, I didn't know where his lesson was going, but now we can understand one thing, and this is talking about a woman that have got pregnant, he didn't give you no timeline. The minute that woman is pregnant, if anything happened to that baby by causing by misties, that means that a husband can put all the punishment on whoever caused the miscarriage. So it ain't no timeline on abortion. It ain't going be none, according to what we just got to read here. You see, the only way it'll come to something. Read 4 verse 1, because a lot of women be saying, well, I messed around and I slept with Big Bob and I came up pregnant. I'm going to get rid of the baby. Uh-uh. 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 Look what the guy read in Ecclesiastes 4 verse 1. Read again, Elder. Look at it real carefully in 4 verse 1. Ecclesiastes 4 1. Okay, Ecclesiastes 4.1. One says, So I returned and considered all the oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of such as were oppressed. And they had no comforter. And on the other side of their oppressors, there was power. But they had no comfort. You see that? But on the other side of that had no comfort or they had power. So who on the other side of the truth? Those that frame a law that you can have abortion within a month 
two or whatever time they give you, they give you time. But according to the Bible, you just don't bring that law from your own mind. Because according to what we just got to read, that once that baby, once you have conception of that baby, that's it. Anything happened to that baby by misdies, it says, verse 22, if men strive and hurt the woman with child, so that her fruit departs from her, and yet no misdies follow, he shall he shall be surely punished according as the husband, the woman husband, can lay upon him and shall pay as the judgment determines. See that? 23. And if any mystics follow, then thou shalt give life for light. So you see that? But this man in power, he don't put a timeline on when you can you can remove the, the fruit of the womb. But if the man knows that by whoever moved that fruit of the womb, punishment will be upon him because he didn't put no timeline on it whether you're a month pregnant, two months pregnant, a month and a half, you cannot destroy that wound through, according to that here. And that's what we got out of this on the way of getting something. So you see that? So you see, that's why I say the powers that be have framed their own laws. And what we do, we follow what they say. They don't want to tell us you got up to so much time to destroy the baby. And then you all right. Nope. According to the Bible, we don't touch it at all. Something's going to come behind on you, according to 21, verse number 22 and 23. So that's why, that's why we need a school so bad to teach. So if that young lady gets pregnant and you say, well, I, we got to go get rid of the baby. Uh-uh. That's against the rules of Yahweh's covenant. Well, I got a month and a half ago. Who told you you got a month and a half you can get rid of the baby? Who told you that? The powers to be. The powers to be told you you got a month and a half to get rid of the baby. But not the Bible. The Bible said, according to, if anything happened to that baby, then whoever, whoever removed that baby, punishment is to be put on them, according to Exodus 21, Verse number 22 and 23. That's why it's important to understand something. This ministry is trying to put you back on the right track. See, as long as we follow the dark side of the world, we're not going to never understand anything about this book. And Yahweh is not going to help us until we turn back to this covenant. Now, come back again, Elder, and read it again with all that understanding. And your mind help me, Leviticus 26, verse 17, waiting on me to read a little bit. Now come back to, 
to the regular book of Ecclesiastes. And with that understanding, read verse 4, 1, and 2 again. Come on, yo. In the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 4, verse 1 and verse number 2. One says, So I returned and considered all the oppressions, oppressions that are done under the sun. And behold, the tears of such as were oppressed, and they had no comfort. And on the side of their oppressors there was power. But they had no comfort. Two, wherefore I praise the dead, which are already dead, more than the living, which are yet alive. That's a big burst, hell. Hey, yo, that's, that's a big bombshell burst. He said, the one in the power, they ain't got no comfort. Big comfort is is contrary to the covenant of Yahweh. Remember, we've been taught all our life, but those that in that predicament, then you can have an abortion you got between uh, uh, so many months. I don't know exactly right now, but I, I bet you, I bet you that they gonna blast it all across the, the broadcast about how many months you got. No, you ain't no. You can't put no timeline on abortion. According to Yahweh, whoever performed the act is guilty. You're not, you wait no month, a month and a half, and you can remove the baby. Nope. Can't move the baby, period. I'm going to read one more time. Then we're going on. This is the heavenly tablet. Exodus 21, verse 22. Because sometimes you go to your parents, say, Grandma, I'm pregnant. Well, and they go get you, shot, get you, my mother, up and get you a, a, a abortion. See that? You see, you see, how, you see where our mind is? I'm, I'm, I'm going to get you abortion right now. That's where our mind is. Okay? Let's see what the Bible says about that. Exodus 21, verse 22. If men strive and hurt a woman with child, so that her fruit depart from her, and yet no mystery follows, he shall be surely punished. You'll be punished for doing that. He didn't put no timeline on it. According to as the woman husband shall lay up on him and he shall pay the pay as the judgment determined. So you see why we need school so bad? You gotta understand this that's, that's why we gotta understand how to, to redirect the young one's mindset on this act they put on the table. Because sooner or later they go to these parties and moves and, and get it come up pregnant. But see, they put in that predicament because you ain't got nothing to teach them to show them how to avoid punishment. Now once they come up pregnant, you try to get your money together, try to get rid of the baby. Uh-uh. Y'all want to say that's punishment on you. 
to get rid of his baby. How, how, how much are you pregnant? I'm about three weeks. Ain't no timeline on pregnancy. If you're pregnant, you cannot get rid of that baby. Not according to Yahweh. And how we know that? We read it right here. 21 of Exodus, heavenly tablets, verse 22 and 23. That's why it's so important to reach these young ones without a pamper. And it's so important to reach grandmama that's on the way out and grandpa with the bad understanding they got. Because you can come home and say, what's wrong with you, grandbaby? Well, I'm mad because Big Jack didn't treat me right. Well, don't worry about Big Jack, but go get you another Big Jack. See that? That's the mindset because we don't know who we are. And that's why it's so important to contribute to this school. But we can help grandmama teach better. They got to watch the grandbabies and make sure you put the right thing in their head. Because here go the laws, and the laws not going to change. That's in the commandments not going to change on abortions. And you got all the big dignitary to set up abortion clinics all over your neighborhood. And I don't want to find out how long you've been pregnant. If, uh, if it's less than three months old, look what WCC said, less than three months old, you can get rid of it. See that? Less than three months. But you can't get rid of it, period. Not according to the Bible. That's why help us help you. We want to reach the elderly. Bring them to the school. Sit them down and help them that understand you've been spending your money for that was not bread. You've been paying tithes, free will offer donation to a, a Sunday ministry. You know you ain't getting no reward for that. Because the blessing is not on Sunday, first day of the week. It's sundown Friday, sundown Saturday. So you see what you did? We're gonna take care of a lot of things along the way, taking care of some things. Now Young Ryan, let's see what he got written now in Leviticus 26. Now, see, now, Yahweh told, after he told them all that in Exodus, exactly pertained to that, then he came right behind that in Leviticus 26, verse 17. We read a little bit, Young Ryan. Let's see what he got written in Leviticus 26, verse 17 on the same issue. That's why I said those that make the tapes. I don't know what the lesson is going to be about. When the way we hear it, that's the way we come out with it. So you got to listen to the tape real carefully. And what will come out in the tape, that's what the lesson is concerning. You got it? Then you put a label on that. So in the bigger 26, verse 17, let's read a little bit there, young man. Come on. The book of Leviticus of the law. The book of Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 17. Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 17, read. And now I will set my face against you, and you should be slain before your enemy. They that hate you shall rule over you, and you shall flee with love pursuing you. Verse 18. And if ye will not yet for all this, Hearken unto me, then I will punish you seven times more for your sin. You hear that? Hold that part. Verse 19. So you see that? That's it. So you say, you see that? If you don't listen to him, I'll punish you more. 
He said, I'm going to have the one that hate you rule over you. And the one that hate you is going to tell you about, they're going to make laws that's contrary to the Bible. Like if it seems good to you, it's good. It seems good to me. He said, this is what's going to happen to you if you don't listen to me. And same thing we kind of tell those who got in here. If you don't come back and keep these laws, that and commandments, and covenants, these things he got written that's going to happen to you. And you put your grandbabies and everybody in arms length by not teaching them exactly, your daughters and your sons, exactly that if they come up pregnant, you can't go get rid of that baby. Do punishment yep. right up on you. See that? But we didn't know that. You know why? Because all we do look at what they got on the books, and we go with what they got on the books, and they say, as long as you're less than three months pregnant, you can get rid of the baby. The Bible don't support that at all. He said that yeah. whoever, whoever is the father of that baby, he's going to lay much punishment on you he, that, he, that he can think of in his mind. According to what? Exodus 21, verse 22 and 23. You see that? You see how you learn something on the way to learn something? And he said, since you don't listen to me, since you don't want to listen to me, what he said again, that young line in um, Leviticus 26, 17 through 19, what did Yahweh say? And we're going to skip down to the last three verses in, in 26 and see who is he talking to. Look what he said, since you won't listen to me, pertain to the fruit of the womb. This is what I'm going to do to you. Leviticus 26, 17 through 19, and the last three verses in the 26th chapter come out. Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 17 to 19. And skipped out the last three verses in chapter 26. Leviticus, chapter 26, verse 17. And I will set my face against you, and you should be slain before your enemy. They that hate you should rule over you, and you should flee when none pursue you. Verse 18. And if you would not yet for all this, Hearken, listen unto me. Then I will punish you seven times more for your sins. Verse 19. And I will break the pride of your power. And I will make your heaven as iron and your earth as brass. Last three verses of Leviticus chapter 26. Verse 44. And yet, for all that, when they be in the land of their enemies, I will cast them away. Neither will I award them to destroy them utterly and to break my covenant with them. I am Yahweh, dare Yahweh. 45. But I, but I will, for their sakes, remember the covenant of their fathers, forefathers, whom I brought forth out of the land of Egypt. In the sight of the nation, that I might be their Yahweh, I am Yahweh. Verse 46, these are the statutes and judgments and laws which Yahweh made between him and the children of Israel, 12 tribes. 
at Mount Horeb by the hand of Moses. That's it, y'all. No, he didn't make he didn't make he didn't make no mistake when he said your profiles. He didn't make no mistake. No, he didn't make no he he, he didn't make no mistake when he said that. Mm-hmm. Nope, he didn't make a mistake. We look right at the word that you had there that you put there. He did not make a mistake by putting the word called profiles there. And the reason why he didn't put the word ancestors there because something he know. In the third chapter of the book of Timothy, the reason why that let me know that the young lion got some learning in him, he didn't go to flow because he understands that that word meant exactly what he was saying, and all I had to do is come up with a precept on that word because the word, see, it's no... You can't trace your inheritance to no uh, ancestor, but you can trace it back to your forefathers. So he may have a final statement there, and let's get a precept on this show with the young lion brought on the table. And that was excellent, but uh, we got to make sure we got the precept on why he, why he called, he didn't use the word called ancestor, he used the word forefathers. Now, Paul will pull that verse in 2 Timothy chapter uh, 1, verse 3. Now, here go your precept. Just in case they jump and say, I, I, I see a word called ancestor there. I know you see, you see a lot of words that there, but that don't mean it belongs there. See, you got to understand the power change things around it like they change about the abortion. Abortion, according to the world's scene, According to WC saying you got within three months to get rid of the baby and then you all right. But according to the Bible, the minute you're pregnant, that's it. And if, it, and if, if anybody touched that baby by any kind of harm or hurt, then that man that that produced that baby can put all the pressure on you, all the pressure on you as possible. And that is the covenant of Yahweh and Exodus. See that? So all the stuff, we, we, we got to teach this thing as it unfolds. It ain't no time to get rid of no baby. It ain't no time. You pregnant? If Yahweh wants that baby to come on through, if you do, if anybody helped you destroy that baby, they got a punishment over their head by the husband or by the man that had that baby. You see that? You see what we're learn on the way to her, learning something? Now, the reason he said, he didn't say ancestor, which is polluted for what word in one verse, 2 Timothy, one verse three? Let's say that young line. One verse three. Second, Second Timothy, chapter one, verse three. I thank Yahweh, whom I serve, from my forefathers, with pure conscience, that without ceasing I remember of you in my prayers night and day. You see that? So the word that go for the word ancestors, young lion brought out real plain, it's called forefathers. Your forefathers. So your forefathers is that show you a genetic bloodline take you back to where you gotta get to. But ancestors don't take you nowhere but wherever they got your mind going at and that's why we in the condition we're in today. Because we've been following the world 
and the world have done us a disservice, and but we haven't broke through it, but this ministry is going to break through it. And we'll give a case in point, but we see Mother D of Israel have finally come to the stage. So let's see if we bring Mother D of Israel in and, and get in where she fit in at, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. By saying, Mother D of Israel, one of the mothers out of Camp 1. One of the mothers out of Camp 1. Yaqua Bishop of Israel. Yaqua bless you, Sia Israel. Of C. Roy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mother dear of Israel. Well, we're going to lay a lot of good things down, Mother dear of Israel. And, and, and sometimes to get the pancakes right, you got to get the pancakes right off the grill. They're going to be all over the place. And as we tell the national to get in, get in, be, be prepared to hear the first word and the last word. Then go back over the tape and hear some more because you'll get some things out of it that you need to know. So let's go see what EZRA said, Mother Dear of Israel. Let's see what EZRA Ezra says in the ninth chapter, verse 7 down to verse 15. We'll read you get our point. We're going to EZRA chapter 9 and we'll pick up verse 7. And we're going to read down until we get our point on the same subject matter. Let's find out what, what, what can we get out of this. EZRA chapter 9, verse 7. Keep reading till we get our point. Come on. All right. Ezra chapter 9, verse 7. Just start. Keep reading till we get our point. We're going to get a point out of this. I'm bagging out the point. Ezra chapter 9, verse 7. Since the day of our fathers have we been in a great trespass until this day. Damn. And for our sins have we, our kings and our prince, been delivered into the hand of the kings of the land to the swords, to captivity, and to a spoil, and to confusion of face, as it is this day. Verse 8. And now for a little... Hold on. Hold on, mother. Hold on. Be listening real carefully. I might break in any given time. Back and read verse 7 again. I heard a precept out of that verse 7. Read verse 7 again. Hallelujah. Verse 7. Ezra chapter 9, verse 7. Since the days of our fathers have we been in a great trespass sin unto this day. And for our sins have we, our kings and our princes, been delivered into the hand of the kings of the land to the sword to captivity, and to a spoil, and to confusion of face, as it is this day. As it is this day, y'all. Huh? You said now, now, so what causes us to be in the condition we're in now? Our mother just made it plain, sin. The reason why we're in trouble today is because sin. 
And why we got a confusion in the face today is because of sin. The reason why the children of the tribe in the trouble they in today because of sin. And Elder Mr. Tibbs, the biblical definition of sin, Elder Mr. Tibbs, in 1 John chapter 3, 3 and 4, he said, now listen, Ezra says the reason why the children of the 12 tribes is in trouble as it is this day is because of sin. That means we don't make no decisions according to this Bible. We make decisions according to our feelings and what we have learned from the enemy. The enemy told you that you can get rid of a baby within three months. The Bible said, oh, he didn't give me no timeline. If anything, if anything caused mystery of that baby from conception, then whoever caused the mystery, you put some punishment on his tail. You see a difference? Mm. So you got a forced presence in all your neighborhoods. They ask you a question: How long? How much you pregnant? Well, I'm about a. I think I'm about a couple of hours. Then they both tell you, now that's too late. If you're pregnant, that's it. We can't do nothing for you. Because we got sin over our head if we do it. You see that? So you see how much information we got to teach that ain't never been taught by no ministry on the face. And that's why this Sixth on the Camp got to get this thing right. If your grandbaby come in and says she's pregnant, you don't contribute no money to that to get rid of the baby because then that transgressions are yeah, cool. here now. We just read in Exodus 21. And whoever the father of that baby and found out who got rid of the baby can put all the punishment he can think of on you according to Yahweh. Did we read that, Elder? Did we read that a minute ago? Yahweh. Yahweh. Did we read that? Hallelujah. You see, so this information we have to have to teach the elderly on their way out. And the babies come out of pampers on their way in. We got a big job to do. And I'm still thinking about that watermelon that I went to, went to the store to get me a watermelon. And they said, no, we don't, we don't really sell watermelon now, but we do have slices. I said, yeah. How much slice cost? He said, white uh, slice cost six dollars and with tax over seven dollars for a quarter slice of watermelon. You see what he did? You see, we as a people got to wake up, and that's why it's so important to support this ministry, so we can wake up the elderly. I see the elderly going past, dragging them going the wrong day. And they got their time money in their stockings. And they spend that money without bread. You don't get no reward on those, you giving no Sunday preacher your money. Sunday's the wrong day. You don't spend your money, but that was not bread according to Isaiah 55, 1, 2, and 3. All that hard-earned money you are made, and you don't give it to a Sunday preacher, you will spend that money according to Isaiah 55, 1, 2, 3. Your label is in vain. Because we read by the young line in the book of Sirach 12, 1 through 7, you help not a sinner. 
you helping a sinner when a sinner is keeping the wrong day according to the Bible. He tell you what not to do, and you do it anyway. See that? And that's the beginning of the broadcast. So those that missed the beginning of the broadcast, go back and hear the beginning of the tape. Now understand one thing. If you help a sinner, you're in violation of Yahweh's covenant. If you paying tithes, free will offer donation and your time with the wrong name and on Sunday and you contribute anything in there, he says, matter of fact, hey, young lion, brother Titus, let's, let's, let's see what he says about that in Sirach 12, 6 and 7. Now listen, to me. now here's the angel that came from heaven. The angel came from heaven. He told the spirit to put this in writing. Look what he said in the 12th chapter, verse 6 and 7 of Sirach. Read it again, that young lion, brother Titus. Book of Sirach, Messiah chapter 12, verse 6 and verse 7. Sirach chapter 12, verse 6. For Yahweh the Most High hated sinners and will repay vengeance unto the un and keep them against the mighty day of their punishment. Verse 7. Give unto the good, the seer, and help not the sinner. Read verse 5. I, I missed something. I missed something. Read verse 5 there, young lion. I missed something. The book of Sirach, chapter 12, verse 5. Verse 5 reads, Do well to him, the seer, that is low, but give not to the unyakwali. Hold back your bread and give it not unto him, lest he overmaster you thereby. For else you shall receive twice as much evil for all the good that you should have done unto him. You see that? You try to help that Sunday preacher, that Lord God and Jesus preacher, uh, on Sunday, and he said, listen, he said, what you did now, now what you've done, and you know not to do it, he said, I'm going to put up, he said, what you did, read verse 5 again. Let, let me make sure my thoughts right on verse 5. Listen, take your time there, young man. Look what he said in Sirach 12. Verse 5. What do you say in verse 5? The book of Sirach, chapter 12, verse 5. Sirach, chapter 12, verse 5. Do well unto him, the seer, that is lowly, but give not to the unyakwali. Hold back your bread and give it not unto him. Lest he overmastered you thereby. For else you should receive twice as much evil for all the good that you should have done unto him. You see that? You see that? Read
You talking to me? Yeah, what, what, what that you talking? I said, I, I said, it's a, it's a Yaquali man. Okay. What that mean? Yaquali man. What, what, what you, what you, you got a, uh, you have to define the word man, mother. So um, when that Why word is you used, remember, got a hold. Hold that point. Let me let me, let me get you confused. You got to confuse people. Hold, hold on, hey mother, hey, mother, mother DFS. Remember, we're on a national broadcast. Sometimes when we don't know, it's best to act like we do know until it's taken care of. So let me, let me hold that and, and precept that for a minute. Um, Let's go to Surat uh, 37, verse 12 there, young line. Let's go get a, let's get a precept. Now, we know what it said, but he got an order about what man he's talking about. Let's see what it says in 37, verse 12 of Surat. See, we got to make a detour behind a statement to correct it to make sure we stay on one accord. And when you don't know, it's best to hold up until you do know. 37, verse 12, young line, read Surat. Book of Zerah, chapter 37, verse 12, read. But be continually but a Yahweh man, who you know is to keep the commandments of Yahweh, whose mind is according to your mind, and will follow with you. Mm-hmm. You got to continue with a Yahweh man. Now, how do Yahweh lead? Let's find out how he leads out. Now we got to stop and take care of this for the national order's sake. Let's see how Yahweh leads out. This is how he leads out according to Luke 1, verse 70. Let's see how he leads out. Come on there, young man. How do he lead, he lead out? Luke 1, verse 70. Go on to the book of Luke, chapter 1, verse 7. Luke, chapter 1, verse 70 reads, As he spake by the mouth, of his righteous fears, which he had, which have been since the world began. Mm-hmm. Go to Amos 3, verse 7. Amos 3, verse 7. The book of Amos. Go to the book of Amos. Chapter 3, verse 7. Surely, Yahweh would do nothing, but he revealed his secrets unto his servants. The seeds. Go to end time prophecy ten verse seven, the book of Revelation. You go to end time prophecy, Revelation, chapter ten, verse seven. End time prophecy, Revelation, <clears throat> chapter ten, verse seven. But in the days, but in the days of the voice of the seven angels. When he should begin to sound, the mystery of Yahweh should be finished. And he had declared to his servants the seeds. Go to uh, Ezekiel 38, verse 1 and 17. Ezekiel is here, chapter 38, verse 1 and 17. Ezekiel is here, chapter 38, verse 1 reads. <laughs> And the word of Yahweh came unto me, saying, 
17, read. Thus said Yahweh, are you he of whom I have spoken in old time by my service, the seers of Israel, which you prophesied in those days, many years, that I will bring you against him. So the man that he always operates with first is the seer. So that's when you see the word man, when you talk about anything like a first group, it's talking about the seer. Let's go to 12 verse 10 in the book of Hosea. Hosea 12 verse 10 and 13. Listen good. Hosea chapter 12 verse 10. The order of things. Hosea the Seer, chapter 12, verse 10 and verse 13. Hosea the Seer, chapter 12, verse 10. I've also spoken by the Seer, and I have multiplied this and used similar tools by the ministry of the Seer. 13 read. Mm-hmm. And by a Seer, Yahweh brought Israel out of Egypt. And by a Seer, was he preserved? So he's letting you know how he operates is through the seal first. So when we're reading the word man, we try to look at what order he's talking about. So when we read Sirach 10 verse 1, it tells you that everything has to lead out by the seer. I'll throw the word man there. It's like the word called Lord God and Jesus, and he's, you know, English Bible, but we know clearly why H.W.H. goes there before Lord God and Jesus. That's why we got to make sure we clear exactly and stay in the spirit of Yahweh, knowing that this man will change things around before your eyes. He never thought and changed the, the, the true name of four letters, Y.H.W.H., and put in Lord God, Jesus, or Jehovah. But he did it. So the man he's talking about is the man that he deals with first. And that's the seer. What you reading now, young lion? The book of Sirach, chapter 10, verse 1. Sirach, chapter 10, verse 1. And why fear would instruct this people in the government of a prudent man, swell well or? Mm-hmm. Let's go to 27, verse number 23 and 26. See, a wise fear of job is to instruct his people, and that's the elders. Now, we're going to get a couple more in on that. Then we understand because we see the word called man, we got to know what man. What man to deal with birds. We got to know his information. And what man and what tribe and everything. So it's our job is to know these things. And knowing this man will do everything he can to throw you off track. But we're going to put us Back on track. So about 37, verse 23 and 26 says what? The book of Sirach is here, chapter 37, verse 23 and verse 26. Sirach 37, verse 23 reads, And why is fear instructed his people, and the fruits of his understanding fail not? Verse 26, And why is fear should inherit honor among his people, and his name should be perpetual, everlasting. Mm-hmm. Now let's back up to 
Samuel. There, young lion. We're going back to the book of Samuel. And this is for the national audience to make sure we clear that we all on one accord. And all the way we're going to be on one accord, we have to make sure one thing. We recognize second A.L. What it, what it says in Second Corinthians 2.11, uh, which said, WCC, well, we milk an elder out. He do talking for the night. He been milked out. Uh, so, um, Mother dear of Israel, what do it say in Second Corinthians 2.11? 2 Corinthians 2.11, Mother D of Israel. 2 Corinthians 2.11. All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 11. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> verse 11. That Satan should get an advantage of us for we are not ignorant of his devices. That's right. We're not ignorant of his devices. We know exactly how Yahweh operates. Matter of fact, Mother Dear of Israel, how do we operate? Let's go to the 37th chapter, verse 15 of Ezekiel, and we'll reach down to verse 22. Let's see how he operates. Let's see how Yahweh operates. But before you read, before you read that, let's um. Young lion, read me the 20th chapter, verse 4 and 5 of Ezekiel. Before you read 37, mama, 15 out of verse 22, we're going to stop off the young lion and look at the 20th chapter, verse 4 and 5. Let's see what he say. The book of Ezekiel, to see it, chapter 20, verse 4 and 5. Ezekiel, to see it, chapter 20. Verse 4 reads, Will you judge him, son of man? Will you judge him, cause him to know the abomination of their fall? Verse 5, And said to them, Thus said Yahweh, In the day when I choose Israel, and lifted up my hand unto the seed of the family of Israel, and made myself known unto them in the land of Egypt. When I lifted up my hand unto them, saying, I am Yahweh, your Yahweh. So the one is supposed to judge, according to verse number four, it is the man called the seer, the son of man. All of them entertain the word man, son of man. All of that's the one supposed to take the lead role. That's why you have to be knowing what he's saying. So you see, might see the word man there. You might see the word seer there. You might see the word son of man there. But we all know what it means when you edify the national audience. The man is the leader, which called the seer. That's what we're supposed to get out of here. So we see the word. If if it's taking the lead through Yahweh's angels, he's coming to the one that's in the seer's position first. Let's see what it says, Mother, that we can read in the 37th chapter, verse 15 on verse 22. Listen real good what you're getting ready to read. Let's see exactly how he leads out. 37, 15, and 22, Mother, D of Israel. Pick it up right up at that verse number. Ezekiel 37, 15, and 22. What is he saying? Come on. 
Ezekiel chapter 37, verses 15 to 22. Verse 15. The word of Yahweh came again unto me, saying, Sixteen. Moreover, thou son of man, take you one sit and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel, his companions. Then take another Stop it. sit. Stop it there for a minute. What he just called him? Son of man, didn't it? Now, young line, back up to book of, of Samuel, chapter 9, and let's see another word for the son of man. Go back up to Samuel, chapter 9. He called him the son of man, do this, right? Go back up and find out another word for the son of man by precept in the Bible. Go on to the ninth chapter, and we're going to look at Another word for the Son of Man. Look at verse 18 and 19 L. Verse 18, First Samuel, Young Line, chapter 9, verse 18 and 19. What does it say? The book of First Samuel, chapter 9, verse 18 and 19. First Samuel, chapter 9, verse 18. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me. I pray you, where the seer's house is. Verse 19. And Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place. For you shall eat with me today. And tomorrow I will let you go. And will tell you all that is in your mind. Mm-hmm. But watch, watch him entertain the word in verse number 6 and 7. Six, seven, eight. Watch, watch, them, watch them how they interchange the word in verse 9, verse 6, 7, 8. Watch the word be interchangeable. Come on there, young line. First Samuel 9, 6 down to verse 9 says what? First Samuel chapter 9, verse 6 down to verse 9. First Samuel chapter 9, verse 6. And he said unto him, Behold, now. There in this city, a man of Yahweh, and he is an honorable man. Stop it there. All that he said. Stop it there. Stop it there, young man. All that one was exactly what they call that seer. They call him a what again? A man of Yahweh. Skip down to verse the last two lines. What they call that seer in verse seven? The last two lines in verse number seven. Verse seven. Bring to the man of Yahweh. What, what, what have we? What they call him in the last in the last word in the last line of verse ten? What they call him? Verse ten. The man of Yahweh. And and what and sum it all up in verse number nine. Verse nine. Before time in Israel. When a man went to quiet of Yahweh, just he spake, come, let us go to the seer. But for he that thou call a prophet, was before time called a seer. Mm-hmm. And um, what, and what do it say the seer's duty is to do?
do in verse 27. What he's supposed to do first. Verse 27. Verse 7, chapter 9, verse 27 reads, And this, and as they were going down to the end of the city, Daniel said to Saul, Then to the servant, pass on before us. And he passed on. But stand you still a while, that it may show you the word of Yahweh. Mm-hmm. And in 915, and how long? Do we hold that position in 915? Make it 715. And how long do you hold that position in 715? First book of Samuel. 715. How long? First Samuel chapter 7, verse 15. And Samuel judged Israel all the days of his life. Now, and who was Samuel? According to 9, verse number 18 and 19. Who was Samuel? According to the ninth chapter of verse Samuel, verse 18 and 19. Let's see who, who was Samuel. Come on. Okay. Oh, you want me to read it? Or you want me to break it down? Read it. All right. We're going to read. All right. First, was. Hold on. Hold on, young man. Hold on. We're just gonna be read. We make sure we get get some our understanding. We're gonna read when they called him Samuel, but exactly who this Samuel were, according to verse fifteen. Watch you hear his name. Exactly what's going on in verse fifteen. First Samuel, fifteen, y'all. Chapter. Mm-hmm. First Samuel chapter nine, verse fifteen. And now Yahweh told Samuel in his ear a day before Saul comes, came saying. So Yahweh is talking to Samuel in his ear a day before came saying. So the seal will know in advance on what Israel needs to be doing in advance. So now, let's get down to verse 18 and 19 and see what else you add with Samuel in verse 18 and 19. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 18 and 19. Then Saul drew near to Samuel in the gate and said, Tell me, I pray you, where the seer house is. Verse 19, and Samuel answered Saul and said, I am the seer. Go up before me to the high place, for you shall eat with me today, and tomorrow I will let you go and will tell you all that is in your mind. Now go to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse number 24. 1 Kings 17, 24, what it say? Go on to 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 24. 1 Kings chapter 17, verse 24. And the woman said to Elijah, the seer, Now by this, I know that you are a man of Yahweh, and that the word of Yahweh in your mouth 
He said, I know that you are a man of Yahweh, a man. So the man he's talking about is the seer. So now I know this man we're talking about because the seer is supposed to lead out. He's supposed to lead out. That's the job of the seer. He's supposed to make sure you are very aware of it. So that man he's talking about is the seer. And you're going to know the seer because he's going to give you what the Bible says. Only. Not where he's going. Not where he's been. He's going to only tell you what the Bible is saying. That is a man of Yahweh. So Yahweh seen the trouble that they was in, Mother dear of Israel. He seen the trouble they was in. And so he called a man of Yahweh. And if you want to put the man of Yahweh as the seer there, you can. The man of Yahweh, the seer, it doesn't make a difference. All of it goes together. So the man of Yahweh is the seer. So Yahweh sent his angels to talk to the seer uh, concerning the children of Israel. And what happened again in 37 verse 15 out of verse 22? Listen to what he said to the seer, his responsibility he got to do. 37, 15 out of verse 22. Come on, mother. All right, I gotta go back. Ezekiel chapter thirty seven, verse fifteen to twenty two. The word of Yahweh came again unto me, saying Verse sixteen. Moreover, thou son of man, take you one stick and write upon it for Judah and for the children of Israel his companion. Then take another stick and write upon it for Joseph, the stick of Ephraim, and for all the family of Israel, his companion. Verse 17. And join them one to another unto one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. 18, and when the children of your people shall speak unto you, saying, Will thou not show us what thus meaning by these? 19, say unto them, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribe of Israel is of fellow, and will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in my hand. Verse 20. And the stick Whereon thou writest shall be in thine hand before their eyes. 21. And say unto them, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will take the children of Israel from among the nations, whether they be gone, and will gather them on every side, and bring them into their own land. 22, and I will make them one nation in the land upon the mountains of Israel, 
and one king shall be king to them all, and they shall be no more two nations. Neither shall they be divided into two kingdoms anymore at all. So how this supposed to work, Mother Carter? Read verse seventeen, nineteen. Let's let's see can we um analyze this how this how this thing gonna work according to Yahweh and his angel. Let's find out how this thing gonna work. What we just got through reading. And this is how it's gonna work according to verse seventeen and nineteen. This is how it's gonna work. Let's see what's saying verse yeah. seventeen and nineteen. Ezekiel thirty seven verse 17 and verse 19. Verse 17. And join them one to another into one stick, and they shall become one in thine end. 19. Say unto them, Thus says Yahweh, Behold, I will take the stick of Joseph, which is in the hand of Ephraim, and the tribe of Israel, his fellow. And will put them with him, even with the stick of Judah, and make them one stick, and they shall be one in my hand. Now, you should have said, so the only way Judah and Israel are going to be one stick in his hand, that was Yahweh say, what got to happen in verse number 17 of them? Let's see what got to happen for this national ordinance say. Now, all the way, they're going to be one stick in Yahweh's hand. What got to happen according to reading verse 17? Then you give us the, uh, the breakdown on verse 17 after you read it. How it's supposed to happen. Read verse 17. Come on. Ezekiel 37, 17, and join them one to another unto one stick, and they shall become one in thine hand. Mm-hmm. So what that mean? He was talking about uh, Ezekiel mm-hmm. being over. Oh, who? Over, being over all of them. Okay, but 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 they called Ezekiel in verse fifteen. What what word did you for? What word did they use for Ezekiel? Son of man. Uh huh. But what that but what that word really mean? The fear. That what that word mean? Ezekiel. Yeah, Son of man mean Ezekiel the fear. He says he said otherwise he said Son of man Ezekiel the fear. The only way they gonna get in my hands, it got to, they got to get right through your hands. Now why he said that? Let's precept. Let's find out. Let's find out why he said that. Mother. We gonna precept and see why he said that. Now we go on to the book of Job in the forty second chapter. There's no accident about any, see, any lessons. That's why I said on titles of lessons, we don't know what it's going to be about because we never know what statement is going to be made, and we have to make sure we clear it up then and there. Although we see Lord God and Jesus there, we know it on phones there. Did I say any 
and change the word fear with son of man and man. But we know how everything leads out. It leads out to the yes. The only way you're going to get in my hand, Ezekiel fear, then you got to get it straightened out. Then I'm going to accept it. Now we're going to precept that to find out if that's so. We're going to the book of Job. We'll get a precept on that. We're going to the book of Job 42. Now, we're going to get a precept on that, what we just said. See, remember, once you precept the Bible, watch what Yahweh says. Now, he's going to make a statement to Job in the 42nd chapter, mother. And this is what he says in 47, particular verse number 8. On to Job, it's your card, boy, in 42, verse 8. And we're going to read down to verse number 9. This is going to be real good stuff here. Listen to what he says in verse number 8. Come on. Job 42, verse 8 and verse 9. Verse 8. Yet Yahweh will command his loving kindness in the day's oh. time. Hold on, Mom. Hold on, Mom. Look at Job 42, Job. verse 8, real carefully. 42, <laughs> verse 8. Oh, I'm in some. Get your cars, boy. I'm in some. Mm-hmm. Okay. 42, verse 8. Yeah, I got to get over there. 42. Job chapter 42, verse 89. Verse 8. Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams, and go to my servant Job, and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept, lest I deal with you after your folly, and that you have not spoken of me, the things which is right, like unto my servant Job. Verse 1. And Eliphaz and Timonite and Beldad and Shunite and Zohar. And um, the I don't know that word right there. In a, a, a mouth that I went and <clears throat> went and did according as Yahweh commanded them. Yahweh also accepted Job. Okay, and Yahweh, they don't to Accepted Job. He accepted Job, right? But what they have Yahweh to do... also accepted Job. Okay. But what what did they have to do, because Yahweh also accepted Job, what did they done according to what Yahweh commanded them, Yahweh also accepted Job. What did he say in verse 8 that's very important? To the men that have made a statement 
pertain to Job, to Job was here that time. What happened in verse number 8 that Yahweh said? Read that verse 8 again there, uh, Mother of Israel. Something in that verse 8, we need to hear about it. Let's see what he says in Job verse number 8. Verse 8. Job 42, Job 42 verse 8. Therefore, take unto you now seven bullocks and seven rams and go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering. And my servant Job shall pray for you. For him will I accept. Lest I deal with you after your folly, and that you have not spoken of me the things which is right, like my servant Job. Wickedness. 
from all wickedness. Verse 11. Give a sweet savor, a memorial of fine flowers, and make a fat offering as not being. So you see, so he says, once, once those that, because you got a lot of traitors out here, Mother Dear Israel, you got a lot of traitors. And doing everything they can now to betray leadership, starting with the seer. But Yahweh is letting you know, when you well, betray my seer, I'm going to get you. You might you might get you 30 pieces of silver like um, Judas got. Judas went to the big digging chair and said, what would you give me if I betrayed Yahweh the son? And he made a covenant with them for 30 pieces of silver. So they're so they going to come, and what's going to be on their mind is betraying the seer, and they're going to offer money. What what would you do to betray those mm-hmm. seer? But here's the point. When they grab that 30 pieces of silver, it was just like what Judas had to do behind that. He went down the rope and hung himself. So when it's all said and done, when you, when you betray leadership and you go contrary and let somebody bring you a suitcase of money and put it before your feet and you start speaking in tongues to betray somebody, you might get the money and, they, and you might spend the money for a couple of days real good. But according to Yahweh's word, I'm going to get you, boy. And that's why David says, when, when Saul was anointed, he sent his man to cut his garment and brought his garment back and said, Hey, Saul, he said, um, look down at your garment. Did you see your garment been cut? He said, I should have killed you. But you know what? Since you, Yahweh, was anointed, I didn't do it. Because I'm going to let Yahweh take care of that business. Because I know one thing. If you in leadership, that's the last thing I'm going to do is betray leadership. Because Yahweh put you there, and Yahweh will take you out. And see, a lot of people, they all out their way now to come up with something contrary on the sale. Anything. Anything. He's on the broadcast six nights a week, and he's driving the car to Acapulco, New Mexico somewhere, and all that kind of stuff. Anything they can do, but remember one thing, it ain't going to work. Once you let Yahweh lead your way, it's not going to work. And that's the point we make it. And one thing about it, we got to know order of the Bible. Now, back up, Mother D of Israel, to the seventh chapter. Let me show you what, what the people say in this line. We make a, remember, we're back on airways again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. And we always make a detour. There's no action about anything that's said. But in the seventh chapter, listen to what they did know then, but they don't know now. We're going to 1 Samuel chapter 7, Mother Day of Israel. And we'll pick up verse number 3. And we're going to read down to verse 5. Let's read this right here in 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3 down to verse 5. What does it say that, Mother? 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3 says, Yeah, what did that say? 1 Samuel chapter 7, verse 3. Verse 3. And Samuel spake 
unto all the families of Israel, saying, If you do return unto Yahweh with all your mind, then put away strange Yahweh and Ashtaroth Ashtaroth from among you and prepare your mind unto Yahweh and serve him only and he will deliver you out of the hands of a Philistine. Verse 4. Then the children of Israel did put away Balaam and Ashtaroth and serve Yahweh only. Verse 5. And Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Methuselah, and I will pray for you unto Yahweh. Samuel said, Gather all Israel to Mephah, and I will pray for you unto Yahweh. Hmm. And let's see what happened in verse 9. And let's see what happened in verse 9. Give him the last three lines in verse number, number 9. And, and Samuel done what? Give me the last three lines in verse 9. Let's see what Samuel did and what happened. <laughs> And Samuel cried. Yeah, the last, hmm, the last three lines. And Samuel did something, mother. What, what did he do in the last three lines? And Samuel cried unto Yahweh for Israel. And Yahweh heard him. And Yahweh done what? Yahweh. And Yahweh heard but him. Yahweh heard him, not them. This is the order thing. You heard him, not them. So this is how he operates. Remember, in Malachi 3, verse 16, he don't change. In Hebrews 13, verse 8, he don't change. So this is how, So if you want to know what to do today, you look back at yesterday. And young minds go to Second uh, Chronicles 36, verse 12. Now listen to this right here. Second Chronicles 36, verse 12. We're going to the book of Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, chapter 36, verse 12. Second Chronicles, chapter 36, verse 12. And he did that which was evil in the sight of Yahweh, his Yahweh. And he humbled not himself before Jeremiah the seer, speaking from the mouth of Yahweh. Well, in order not the 12 tribes of Israel, that exist today, they got to do what again? According to verse 12, they got to do what? What they got to do according to verse 12? Second Chronicles, chapter 36, verse 12. And he did not, which was evil. I mean, and he did that. And he did that, which was evil in the sight of Yahweh. His Yahweh. And he humbled not himself before Jeremiah the seer. Speaking from the mouth of Yahweh. You know, I, re- I remember days back in the day, 
fact, and, I, and it was super paganism. That's why I said how I thought we don't fail. I remember days that people used to go to the Sunday church and the preacher used to come past, and they were smoking and drinking, they were high the cigarettes and drinking and everything, because he was the preacher coming out. That respect is gone. It's so far long gone. That was paganism. But see, this is what, you, this is what they get it from, see, here, showing you that the children of Israel got to understand one thing. You got to see it in the midst of these. But they, but they, they will rap and do all kind of things contrary. Don't know. It's a penalty for it. It's a great penalty for Yahweh Seer that you continue to blaspheme, backbite, murmur, complain, huh? Take your chest all out. That's a penalty for it, and then you just got to read it. And let's see what Yahweh says in them days. And we'll skip down to verse number 15 and 16. Let's see what Yahweh said in verse 15 and 16, you know, Second Chronicles, chapter 36, verse 15 and 16. And Yahweh of their fathers sent to them by his messengers, his seers, rising up in time, and sent it because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. Verse 16, but they mocked the seers of Yahweh and despised his words and misused his seers. And so the wrath of Yahweh arose against his people and said there was no remedy. Mm-hmm. But what but what is another word they call the seer in verse 16? Here's another word they call the seer. Let me call it in verse 16. What, what's the word? What words did they call him? And we're going to preach it. What's another word you call the seer right here in verse 16? Go ahead. Read verse 16. Can you put out that one word in that verse 16 that you're online? Second Chronicles, chapter 36, verse 16. But they mock the messengers of Yahweh. Ain't that something? So another word for seer. Besides man, it is the messenger who? Of Yahweh. See, the fear is the messenger of Yahweh. And that's why the world is in trouble today, because they're going all around the one that's which is the messenger of Yahweh. Although Yahweh done what in verse 15? Verse 15. And Yahweh, their father. Sit there by his messenger, rising up in time, and sent it because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. Mm. So Yahweh got up, he, he got them seals up early because he had passions on his people. But he wasn't talking to the people. He got the messenger up early, which is the seal, which is the man of Yahweh. The ghost speak to these people. Mm-hmm. That's how he operates. And he don't change. He'll get the seer up early to get something prepared for you, be prepared for things that, see, you already know what kind of statement going to be made, what it's going to be made. But he will pay you for it. That's why we read verses like Luke, Matthew 10, 19, Luke 12, 12. And that very same hour, he'll give you what you ought to say. And that's how he operates. 
In that very same hour, he'll give you what you operate. So it's no accident. And now it will show you this plainly that Yahweh deals only through his seers, his messengers. That's how he deals. And that's how the word gets to the peoples. But they mark the messenger, kicked them all in the ring. Until Yahweh said it was enough, then he made his move. The same thing we tell about these trailers. Waiting to hear about how much you're going to give me to betray the seal. How much you need. How much you're going to give me and I'll deliver him up. It ain't going to work anyway, but I'm going to tell you something. That money that you're going to receive by trying to betray the seal going to cost you more than just your life. It's going to cause you to fear the night. Yaqua. All the time. We can read that in the book of Psalms of Solomon. He's going to drop the fear of the night on you. Because you can't betray his messengers, which is a seer, and think because you got 30 pieces of silver, you're going to be all right. And you're going to lose in the end. That's why the seer gets sweet, sweet. Because he know all the ones that you're trying to betray the seer with and get a couple of dollars with and bribe you to tell me something that don't even make no sense. Huh? You're alive just for 30 pieces of silver. But guess what? That 30 pieces of silver is going to cause you to have a fear of the night. And that's in the Psalms of Solomon. That was what happened to you. And guess what the seer going to be doing? He's going to be getting sweet sleep. Now i got to get a precept on that mother day up Israel. Let's run to the book of Daniel chapter 9. Mother. Hey, mother day up Israel. And Daniel chapter yeah. 9, I want to get a precept on that. And it's like, this is spirit of man. We just turn over verses. But I'll tell you one thing, it's going to line up with the lesson. And Daniel chapter 9, verse number 6. What it says we can read, Mother D. of Israel. Listen, listen to this in verse number 9, verse 6. Daniel 9, Daniel chapter nine. verse 6. Daniel chapter 9, verse 6 reads, Neither have we hearkened, listen, unto your servant, the seer, which spake in your name to our king, our prince, and our father, and to all the peoples of the land. Who done the speaking to all of Big Dignitaries Mother according to verse 6? The seers. Mm-hmm. Skip down to verse number 8 and 9 and see what happens. Verse 8. 8 through 10. 8, 9, and 10. Daniel chapter 9, verse 8 through 10. Verse 8. O Yahweh, to us belongeth confusion of faith, to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers, because we have sinned against you. Verse 9. To Yahweh, our Yahweh, belongeth mercy and forgiveness, though we have rebelled against him. Verse 10, neither have we obeyed 
the voice of Yahweh, our Yahweh, to walk in his law, which he set before us by his servants, those seers. Ain't that so? Read verse 10 again, Emma. Verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of Yahweh, our Yahweh, to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his seers, by his servants, the seers. So how how you gonna how you gonna get any of Yahweh's understanding, mother, uh, for the twelve tribe? According to verse ten, how you day to get any understanding according to verse ten? By the seers. You see that? You always got a seer in every walk of life. You got one now. But in the same token, only way you can get this understanding about the breakdown of the Bible, according to, read verse 10 again, but all we need to break down this Bible, that's why we can continue doing what we're doing now. It's so con- Read verse 10 again. Daniel chapter 9, verse 10. Neither have we obeyed the voice of Yahweh, Yahweh, to walk in his laws, which he set before us by his seer, of his servants, the seer. Excellent. In the book of Sirach, mother, and Sirach chapter 5, verse 15, what did that say? Sirach 5.15. Listen, listen to this right here. Sirach, chapter 5, verse 15, what it say? And tell, and tell them grandbabies to hold on because mama's stitching out, grandma's stitching out his book. We got over 900,000 listening. Tell them whatever's important, hold on. Let, let, let grandma continue to throw down these scriptures. Sirach 5.15, come on. Yeah, well. The right chapter five. Okay. Right. chapter five, verse fifteen. The right chapter five, verse fifteen. Be not ignorant of anything in a great matter or a small. Mm. Okay. Have to do what, Mother Carter? 515. Those in leadership be not ignorant of anything in a great matter or a small matter. There you go. And and what that so, what we both do according to St. John 311, we both do what? I don't. 311, what are we supposed to do? St. John 311. Mm-hmm. And what, what are we supposed to do? St. John chapter 3, verse 11. It reads, Truly, truly, I say unto you, we speak that we do know and testify that 
we have seen, and you receive not our witness. Mm-hmm. So, in order to leadership, we got to speak what we know. We can't be guessing at it. we got to know it. You go a case in point, but we're going to Genesis 49, verse 5 and 7. We're going to get a case in point, but we got to speak what we know. Or hold our tongue until we got the, the blueprint on something. We're going to Genesis 49, verse 5 and verse 7. Genesis 49, verse 5 and 7. This is a five and 7. Yeah, now, let me finish the stage. Read verse 1 just to make it sound good for the national audience. We read Genesis 49, verse 1 just to make it sound good. This is a prophecy in verse 5 and 7. But read verse 1 just to make it sound good. What does it say in verse 1? Genesis 49, verse 1. And Israel called unto his sons and said, Gather yourselves together, that I might tell you that which shall befall you in the last days. Verse 5. Hold on, hold on, hold on. So this prophecy he did tell them is for what days, mother? The last days. Hold that part right there. Young line, give me um four verse give me twelve verse four. Rob Daniel. Let me get hold that point. Let me get a precept on that. We're going to Daniel, young line. We're going to twelfth chapter. And we'll pick up at verse number four. What is it say, young line? Go to the book of Daniel to see it. Book of Daniel, see it, chapter 12, verse 4. Read. But you all, Daniel, to see it. Tell us the words and seal the book, even to the time of the end. Many should run to and fro, and knowledge should be increased. Mm-hmm. Pray to Daniel, see it. Hey, Daniel, you might as well close this book up. What you give it right is not in your time. This is for the time of the what 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 time is this in your mind? Daniel chapter is? twelve, verse four. Time of the time end. Time of the what? The time of the end. Of the so, end. So when Daniel So when Daniel wrote this, it wasn't for Daniel's time. This was a time for the end. So Daniel was writing and again he didn't have a clue was writing it was time that's past Daniel's time it was put in see this Bible is not a novel things be said in the beginning and it be gonna be fulfilled in the time of the end so we clear what time we in right now so now this what it says and now let's go on to verse number because Daniel was kind of complex behind this what did Daniel say in verse 8 down to verse 10? Daniel chapter 12, verse 8 to verse 10. Daniel chapter 12, verse 8. And I heard, but I understood not. Then said, I, O my Yahweh, what should be the end of these things? Verse 9. 
And he said, go your way, Daniel the seer. For the words are closed up and sealed to the time of the end. Verse 10. Verse 10. Many should be purified and made white and tried, but the wicked should do wickedly, and none of the wicked shall understand, but the wise shall understand. He said, we're going to understand the see, see, the wicked ain't going to understand nothing. See, they don't understand that this ministry right here is a load on the world. The wicked not going to understand nothing going on. But guess who going to understand this thing? The wise. That's why we know. Yeah, so we're going to take all this six nights a week. Because we already know one thing. We wake up the wise. And the wise is going to get in where they fit in it. They're going to they gonna recognize the sign of the time, and they're going to get in where they fit in. They see all the stuff that's going on, but Yahweh made it plain. Read verse 13. Look at Daniel. Look at Daniel 13. Daniel 13, verse 12. Daniel 13, verse 13. But go you your way till the end be, for you shall rest and stand in your life at the end of the day. So, so we got to identify with Daniel in the spirit of Daniel. It's going to show up. Right to the sixth and all the council of the Lord, so right. But we got to identify Daniel. He said, you're going to be in the end. Do you know what time we're in now? Um, before we read Genesis 49, uh, 5 and 7, you know what time we're in right now? Let's go to Hosea 6. Let me show you something. So it ain't no accident. See, everything in the Bible sounds good to me. Let's see what it says in Hosea. Do you know what time we're in now? It's written in Hosea chapter 6 to a seal to write it. 6, 1, and 2. Then the last two verses in um, book number 6. The last two verses. Look what it says here to Hosea the seal. 6, 1, and 2. Then the last two verses in that same 6. Come on, that young man. Book of Hosea the seal, chapter 6, verse 1 and 2. And the last two verses of verse 6. Hosea the chapter 6, verse 1. Come, and let us return unto Yahweh, for he had torn, and he will heal us. He had smitten, and he will bind us up. Verse 2. After two days will he revive us, and the third day he will raise us up, and we should live in his sight. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. After two days, a mother. In the book of Psalms, 94, verse 1 and 2, what they mean by in two days? What is he, what is he trying to say, mother? He's saying something, but he, what he's saying, you got a precept that defines what he's saying. What do you mean in two days he's going to raise us up? What's that supposed to mean, mother? Let's go precept that to Psalms and see what he's talking about. In two days he's going to raise us up. So we're going to precept that, mother, and we're going to find out what is he trying to tell us? Because he's speaking uh, totally different than the world understanding. So what we what we read, mother, again, um, what we read, again, we said precept that to what again? You said Psalms 94. Psalm 94? Okay, I think well, it's, I'm I think it's, it's, it's 
six, verse 16. Uh, I think I'm struggling right now. And Psalms, um, I'm struggling right now, Mo. And Psalm 94. Uh, let's see. You sure that's what I want? I want I want to type something, but and unless I gotta pull it out of a book called Second Peter. Let's um. I'm struggling right now, mother. Right now, those fears are struggling right now. So now, so what am I doing? I'm out there. Listen, mother. I gotta. I'll double back with that because uh, I got to go to Second Peter three first and come back. I got to because I'm struggling right now. Mom. See what I'm when those fears struggling. That means somebody has to step up and give me some scriptures. And so I, what I'll do is um, I'm gonna bag up it's, it's, to the Psalm chapter ninety verse four. Yeah. Concerning his promise, 
as some men count slackness, but is long suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. to Yahweh, which is your reasonable service. Verse 2, it be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what that is good and acceptable and perfect will of Yahweh. Verse 3, for I say through the great mercy given unto me, to every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly, according as Yahweh has dealt to every man the measure of the covenant. Mm. He said, he said you got to prove his will. What is his will in, some, in Psalms um, 40, verse 8? What is his will? He said, you gotta, he said, you got you to gotta prove what's acceptable to his will. Do you, do you know what the mighty one's will is? It's written in the Bible with the precepts. If that's what is written. And 40 verse 8. What is the Almighty's will there, young lion? 40 verse 8. Book of Psalms, chapter 40, verse 8. I delight to do your will, O my Yahweh, the Father. Yea, your law is within my mind. So his will is you keeping the law stacked in the commandments. Now, you got to examine yourself. Are you keeping them all stacked in the commandments? The seal of job will tell you, if you do this will, if you do and again, you tell all them grandbabies, uh, Mother Dia Business, and listen, grandma's on the network speaking over 900,000, so whatever conversation y'all got to tell me, can you wait till I continue on this broadcast? Because somebody needs to hear this message in grand style. And, and they hear it. All other words, look, look at the Latter-day Saints say, yeah, sir, we are listening real carefully. And we're going to catch you in something tonight. Yeah, right. 
you can catch me in something tonight, or you can catch me in some more words. So one thing about it, we'll meet you where you at, wherever, wherever you at, according to this Bible, we'll meet you there in this book. So we find out one thing, and verse number 8 of Mother D.F. Israel, so you got to repent. Because we're here to give you, and you're getting your grace now by hearing us on the broadcast. But now you've got to repent and examine yourself. Is you keeping Yahweh's will? you doing his will? you getting in where you fit in at? You, you, you uh, have not conformed yourself to this world? i got to get a preacher on that. You're online. Let's run back to Timothy. Let's get this. the man trying to tell you. See, when you, he'll give you the verse. And that's when you know the spirit of Yahweh working on you. So how do you operate? Because they got the seed of doing everything. They got him six nights a week, driving cars to Acapulco, New Mexico. Got him doing everything contrary. Huh? Got him, got him also with all type of. Listen, this ministry is about one ministry, the twelve tribes of Israel only. We ain't affiliated with any organization. We not. With no terror group, no uh, what they call them places of the, the Moors, not that because Moors on me are misinformed or tribe of Judah. They misinformed, they throw a mess around the Quran. Huh? We about one people, the 12 tribes of Israel, to get them back on their feet to come back to this Bible. That's our mission. Our mission ain't about getting a suitcase of money, and contrary to this Bible. If the Bible don't support it, I don't want nothing to do with it. You can't bribe the seer on no circumstance. You can't show him a suitcase of money. You can't show him a new car, new house, new nothing. Well, then you can show the seer if this Bible. I'm going to do this Bible and give you uncut word of Yahweh until you shut me down. And all that stuff in the world don't cross my mind at all. Our job is the 12 tribes of Israel that have been scattered in the brain, starting with our elderly and the young ones and the pampers. That's our job. We're not anti-anybody. we pro 12 tribes of Israel that scattered all over the world that have been misinformed, thinking they African-American, Negro in color, Spanish, Puerto Rican, and Mexicans. That's what we're about. Unlocking your brain to come back to this Bible for Yahweh to intervene and start kicking the other nations in the rear end. And he's going to do it as so many is sealed in his book. He got a timeline to see you, see, right? That's what we tell you. Don't take this ministry for granted. Do all you can, fast you can, on what you can do. Huh? Because we're giving you what the man has given us. It wasn't no accident on statements that was made to go the route we on right now. But remember, we back on the airways again tomorrow at 6 o'clock. We just going to take care of this right here. So now what are we going right here to take care of what? I was precepting something to what? What verse I just said there, young lion? You told me to go to the book of Timothy, but I don't know which book, well, first or second. Okay, all right. I see it's from Timothy, huh? All right, let's go to Timothy and see what he's trying to tell you of some Timothy. See, he's trying to tell us something in Timothy, y'all. Uh, we just want to find out 
what he's trying to tell us in the book of Timothy. He's saying something in the book of Timothy, and he's trying to tell you how he wants you to be in Timothy. We're going to Timothy chapter uh, 5, right? We're going to Timothy 5, is that right? We're going to Timothy chapter 5. No? What are we going to, young man? We, uh, we look for something in Timothy that go along with what we're talking about. If somebody says in Timothy that we got to take a, we got to take a look at it, young man, he's telling us to, um, in Timothy 2, we'll pick up verse number 1, take it on to verse 5. Listen real good. 1 through 5. 2 Timothy 2, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. Listen good. Come on, young line. All right, 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, 2, 3, 4, 5. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, read. You therefore, my son, be strong in the mercy that is in Yahweh the Son. Verse 2, in the things you have heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit you to a faithful, righteous man who should be able to teach Others also. Verse 3. You therefore do a hardness as a good soldier of Yahweh the Son. Verse 4. No man that warred, warred, entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. Verse 5. And if a man also strive for masteries, yet is he not crowned, except he strive Lawfully. Mm-hmm. So here's the point. If you're going to be a soldier of Yahweh, the last thing you're going to do is what in verse 4? Listen to this. Hey, the official, listen to this real good. So when you catch somebody standing before you, if you were serving of Yahweh, the last thing you'll do is do what in verse 4? Verse 4. Second Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. No man that watereth, watereth, entangled himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who had chosen him to be a soldier. See, ain't nobody, if you a son of young boy, you're not going to be doing all that wicked stuff out there. You're not going to be out there trying to rent cars, buy cars, and take cars, and get a couple dollars on it. You know, a man of young boy don't be doing no garbage like that. A man of young boy, you can't bring him and show him no young money, no way he's going to take it. Not a man of Yahweh. He don't get entangled in his world. What he get entangled in his word? Huh? He's not going to do nothing contrary to this book. And he tells us not to get entangled in this word. You can't buy those CIA. You can't, but you got a lot of, you got a lot of uh, traders around him that they slide a little money to them from the line with those CIA, but it ain't going to work. You're going to lose mm-hmm. the loan on anyway it go. Then you're going to lose. You lose when they, when they come off you or look here. How much it takes to deliver old seer? Cause seer right here, we want to deliver him up. How much you need to deliver him to me? Huh? Well, what you want me to do? Well, you know what you got to do? You got to lie on him. Lie on him big time. Say he's driving cars, stealing cars, and, and got him 20 women turned upside down and all that. You, can you say that for me? Yeah. How much money you going to pay me? I'll give you all the money you want if you can prove that. How can I prove some stuff like that? That don't make no sense. See? 
But we as a people, they use the same tactics they always have used. Always offer you some money, and then you start speaking in tongues when you see a, a, a suitcase full of money. That money going to cost you just like the money cost um, uh, Judas when he covered for 30 pieces of silver. Then they say, I betrayed innocent blood. They said, they said what we got to do about that? You see to that. Judas was threw that money and I would hung himself. And that same thing will happen. You think you can keep on, got to see it, doing everything contrary, then taking care of Yahweh's business, you're going to lose. You're going to lose big time. And we're going to spot you through the pages of the book. Because we know if you're serving Yahweh, you're able to do some stuff in this Bible that makes some sense. But if this Bible, you still can't precept this Bible, you still can't do nothing but read and talk a good game, you're a backbiter, murmuring, complaining. We know you're working for uh, the traitorous operations of the world. We know it. We just don't sit up to you. But we know who you are. You're traitors. And Yahweh knows who you are being traitors. Because my job and my only job is to do one thing. Unlock the 12 tribes of Israel in the mind to let them know, come back to this bond of this covenant. You ain't got nothing coming, waiting on nothing on that one-eyed Satan. You have to come back to this bond of this covenant. This covenant, you made a, your forefathers and mothers made a covenant with Yahweh and say all you said we're going to do. And a man going to always get you and bust you up until you get this thing straight. And look at that. Look at the Roman Catholic Church out in New York. Where can we read that at? Well, Mother dear of Israel, give me 4218 out of verse 25. The Roman Catholic Church out in New York said, what can we read that at? The committee board. What can we read that at? Well, you can read that. Well, it's in there. Isaiah 42, 18 to 25. Let's show you uh, the children of Israel, when they go contrary, and they wonder when they start taking a bribe and what they had today and all that good stuff, it's, and, and why? 42, 18, and 25, Mother, D.F. Israel, come on. Hosea chapter 42, 18 to 25. Uh, Isaiah, 42, 18 to 25. Forty-two, verse eighteen and twenty-five. Let's, let's, let me show you when you when uh, uh, some things on the way of showing you some things. We're going to Isaiah forty-two, verse eighteen, and take it out of verse twenty-five. What it say? Isaiah forty-two, verse eighteen to twenty-five. Verse eighteen. Hear you deaf and look you blind that you may see. 19, who is blind but my servant, or deaf as my messenger that I send? Who is blind as he that is perfect, and blind as Yahweh's servant? 20, seeing many things, but thou observest not. Opening the ears, but he hearest not. 21, Yahweh is well pleased for his righteousness sake. He will magnify the law and make it honorable. 22, 
But this is a people robbed and spoiled. They are all of them snared in holes, and they are hidden in prison houses. They are for a prey and non-deliver, for a spoil and non-save-restore. 23. Who among you will give ear to this? Who will hearken and hear for the time to come? 24. Who gave Israel for a spoil and Israel to the robbers? Did not Yahweh against whom we have sinned, for they would not walk in his ways, neither were they obedient unto his law. 25. Therefore he has poured upon him the fury of his anger and the strength of battle, and, and it has set him on fire round about, yet he knoweth not, and it burned him, yet he laid it, it not to mind. So what is he saying? He's saying the children uh, of Israel, by, by <clears throat> precept in that multitude, what they have did in Judges 2, 1, 2, and 3, he said the children of Israel, they always somebody come and show them another way to betray those that's on the right track. You remember the elder said earlier in the lesson, they ain't worried about nobody that's already got is already bad. They ain't worried about putting nothing on them. They got them in their pocket already. But the ones that's a threat on, on their witness, they're going to throw everything they can at them, but they're going to lose. You're going to lose every way possible because one thing that the seer is not going to do and those that's anointed to understand this thing, what we're not going to do because we've been told Plainly, what not to do in Judges 1, 2, and 3. What did it say that mother? Judges 2, 1, 2, and 3 said what? Judges chapter 2, verses 1 to 3. Verse 1. And, and, and an angel of Yahweh came up from Gilgal and Bosom and said, I make you to go up out of Egypt and have brought you unto the land which I swear unto you, your father. And I said, I will never break my covenant with you. Verse 2. And you shall make no league with the inhabitants of this land, yet shall throw down their altars. But you have not obeyed my voice. Why have you done this? Verse 3. Wherefore, I also said, I will not drive them out from before you, but they shall be a storm in your side, and their false yaquas shall be a snare unto you. Because mm-hmm. he, he don't think you don't think you don't got. If you got to get somewhere and contrary to Yahweh, don't you know? And it's not going to work. If you contrary to Yahweh, don't you know that the enemy's job is to keep you contrary to Yahweh? Here's more case of probably called a precept. This is just a precept, Mother dear of Israel. Here's a precept. In Deuteronomy 17, Mother, 
let's see the say in verse 14 down to verse 16. Let me show you something. Do you know this Bible got all the answers to everything that, that you own? And a lot of times the world would never understand where you're coming from because, you, it, because the world, matter of fact, give me that, give me that uh, young line, add me a 13 chapter of Matthew 9 through 15 and 30, 34 and 35. I had that waiting on me. Matthew 13, 9 through 15. We're going to skip down to 34 and 35. I had that waiting on me. See, sometimes when you be, you be the world be wondering about you, it be wondering about you because they, because they can read some of this Bible and they'll never understand it. And they'll call you, you got to be, you gotta be you gotta be something wrong with you. But look but look what when when we look at this Bible and Deuteronomy seventeen, look what we see in this Bible while they bumping their gums that what we see in verse number thirteen to verse sixteen. Hey, hey mother dear of Israel, look what we see in Deuteronomy seventeen, thirteen down to verse sixteen. Come on. Deuteronomy seventeen. Verse 13 to 16. And all the people shall hear and fear and do no more presumptuously. 14. When thou art come unto the land which Yahweh, your Yahweh, giveth you, and shall prosper it, possess it, and shall dwell therein, and shall say, I will set a king over me, like as all the nations that are about me. Fifteen. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over you, whom Yahweh your Yahweh shall choose. One from among your brothers shall thou set king over you. Thou mayest not set a stranger over you, which is not your brother. 16. But he shall not multiply horses to himself, nor cause the people to return to Egypt, to the end that he should multiply horses. For as much as Yahweh has said unto you, you shall henceforth return no more that way. Mm. And, and, and what, what, what is he saying in verse 17? What is he saying else in verse 17? What is he saying, y'all? I mean, uh, what is he say? Uh, and look what the WCC just said. The young line is through talking for the night, too. We don't heard enough, sir. We muking this microphone. None of that. Mm. Uh, well... Neither shall he multiply wives to himself, that his man turn not away. Neither shall he greatly multiply to himself, servant, I don't mean silver and gold. Gold. If somebody gonna have you go contrary to this Bible, you don't do it for silver and gold. 
Go to word and understand why you do what you do. But here you go right there in verse 15. Let me say in verse 15 again, Mother. Deuteronomy 17, 15. You shall in any wise set him king over you, whom Yahweh, your Yahweh, shall choose one from among your brothers. Shall you set king over you. Thou mayest not set a stranger over you, which is not your brother. See, see, they use that kind. Of, they use that that right there in the Jehovah Witness thing, where they they say well, we 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 do certain things. We we can't do something against our religious uh, uh, our religion and all that kind of stuff. But you see, told you in Israel. He said, you participate in anything called uh, putting a king over you, and it's not your brother. You don't do it. So he said, well, why you don't do such and such thing? Because that, that, that person you're talking about me uh, getting behind is not my brother. Because it's against the rules of the Bible, of the 12 tribes of Israel. You don't put nobody over you. You don't, be, you don't respond for nobody over you that ain't your brother. You see that? There's a verse verse 15. That's what Yahweh telling Moses. You tell the children of Israel, don't get caught up with nothing, and you are backing nobody that ain't your brother. You don't put a stranger over you. And look what we had to deal with before us. We got Donald Trump. We got the, whatever that president name now, and, and, and all of them. He said, you don't put nobody over you unless it's your brother. This is what the man saying. Read that verse 15 again. So this is the rules of, that's why you got to know who you are. According to the 12 tribes of Israel, look what he said in verse 15 to the 12 tribes of Israel that's called African-American, Negro in color, and Puerto Rican, Spanish, and Mexicans. Look what he tells them in verse 15. What do you say, Mother? Deuteronomy 17, 15. Thou shalt in any wise set him king over you, whom Yahweh, your Yahweh, shall choose. One from among your brothers shall thou set king over you. Thou mayest not set a stranger over you, which is not your brother. You see that? Now you see that? And, and, look, and look what we on did. We were thinking we done did something. We always got somebody as our leaders looking like somebody else. You see that? He said, look here. We the only people, we the only people that take uh, a gorilla do not take his cubs to a polar bear to tell them and teach their babies nothing. We the only people well, let everybody look like somebody else tell us everything, and it's contrary to the Bible. He said, you don't even participate in nothing that somebody look like somebody else and put them above you if it's not your brother. See that? But then we have people come to look like somebody else, and they'll promise you a, a suitcase full of money if you deliver me the boats and all that kind of stuff. You do it to me, and you got something special coming for yourself. Let me say here. That's contrary to the Bible. That's why you got to know who you are. 
And that's why this message got to go out to those who got ear to ear. Listen, the children of Israel is a different type of people. We're the only people, even the gold ruler won't do what we do. Take their cubs to the polar bear and tell them, train my babies. We're the only people that everybody and proud of being trained by somebody else. And that's why it's so important to break that trend with the land school banquet hall and radio station and start with our elders and our elderly mothers and uncles and nieces and nephews that you've been spending money for that was not bread. He ain't tell you do nothing on no Sunday but go to work. But you know what you're doing on Sunday? You're trying to come up with every hard-earned dollar you got to give this preacher talking about some Christianity, Lord God, and Jesus, eating hog and keeping Christmas. You see what you do? And you wonder why the man doing a Hosea 515 on you. Hey, mother. Hey, mother E. Mother D of Israel. What are you doing over there in Hosea 515 total seal uh, and 515? What are you saying, Hosea 515? We'll get a few more in, mother, because uh, the, the New, New York Roman Catholic Church is taking the young line and mute him up, mute him out of the broadcast. We do talking for tonight. You don't got too happy. You see how they roll? So, mother, we, you're down, it's down in you and me, mother. Hey, if you going to throw down a little bit more, what are we going to do? So it's all about one thing, helping our people. What does it say in Hosea 5:15? What does it say? Hosea chapter 5, verse 15. I will go and return to my place till they acknowledge their offense and seek my face in their affliction. They will seek me early. He said, I'm going to go and watch you. He said, I'm going to watch you and, and see what you keep on paying the field. No, never mind why you get these elders men's and women's together to take care of this business. I'm going to watch y'all until you acknowledge you've been taught wrong. You've been talking about paradise. We found out in the last lesson, paradise is, is down the road a piece. Real, real, paradise is over there where you call um, Iran and Iraq with the ancient name of Persia and it's called the ancient name of Babylon. That's where the Garden of Eden is at and that's where paradise is at. Paradise starts there 1,500 miles. Four directions. See that? Your paradise is 1,500 miles, four directions. Do you know you, you know where your land is at? Once you once you go, I'll tell you example. You go over there and I ran on a rock, which is the ancient name for Persia, which is the ancient name for Babylon. Put a stick down right there. Then you measure off 1,500 miles, four directions, and that's the land of Israel. You see that? Which is the Garden of Eden and everything else. You see what you learn about in this ministry? We know exactly like a week because he gave us how to read his Bible, not like a novel. And if you want to get to paradise, this day you're going to be with me in paradise. We already know what paradise starts at. From ancient Babylon, 1,500 miles, 1,600 miles away. 
Now look at the Latter-day Saints. What can we read that 1,500 miles away? And see, and, and y'all the one giving out degrees, huh? Moody Bible Institution. Y'all giving out degrees, but y'all don't know nothing. Okay? Hey, Mom, let's go to Revelation 16, chapter, and let's see what that's written at. Let's see, let's see what it's written at, where the children of Israel land is at. Let's, let's, let's see, you know, everything's in the Bible. See, everybody's getting out the degrees. Degrees, you want to get it from both of the true Israelites. Because we're going to give you the Bible and break down all the mysteries that's in the Bible. And I ain't forgot about Matthew chapter 9, 13, verse 9 through 15 and 34, 35. But they'll cut off the young line, so I don't know. We may have to cave on that. But that's how they roll, mother. See, when you deliver that knockout blow, they always going to do some stuff contrary. Now, we're going to show you something. And we gave you in the last lesson the measurement. Now, we're going to read something in the 16th chapter, mother. Mm-hmm. Go on to the 16th chapter. See, that's what I want. Let me see. Hold on, mother. Let's see what I want. I want to. I want to show you exactly how much land that we have that we can read in this setting right here. And our land starts. Well, I'm struggling right now, mother. I'm struggling right now. To take a look at our land according to this Bible. See, this Bible is the greatest piece of literature it is, and we want to find out where our land is. And the 12th chapter, mother. We go on to the 12th chapter. Hmm. I'm struggling right now, mother. The 11th chapter. I'll tell you what I do. I'll just tape that to tomorrow night lesson. Then I'll come back with that. Matter of fact, give me um give me Daniel two sixteen there, mother. Give me Daniel sixteen. Let me show what we're gonna do with that. But don't think that I ain't gonna come back with it. But what we're gonna do in Daniel sixteen. See, we already know what we got to do. And that's why we gotta get the people to be prepared. To know this is going to be a struggle, but it really ain't a struggle because it's written. To get to where you got to get to, you got to be in a struggle. Matter of fact, we're going to read that in Second Ezra 7, verse 1, after you read whatever you want to read, brother. Let me show you that this is a struggle. To, to get to where you want to get to, it's going to be a struggle. You think it's going to be a cakewalk? You think they're going to start at the top? They're going to have a seal flying all over the world on his head and doing a six-hour, six-days-a-week broadcast. They're going to be saying, hear this kind of scanner on a seal. And they're going to say, oh, see that? I told you that seal wasn't no good. Now look at that. They're doing the same thing they always have did. Trap you up with manipulation. And then you'll believe that you you you, you got the seal Either stealing cars, selling cars, and, you know, boat trips all over the world, land back to 20 women. And you'll believe that. And you listen to the sea on the, on the radio six nights a week. You see that? But that's the mindset we're in. 
And we got to break that trend. What you getting ready to read, mother? Daniel chapter 2, verse 16. Yeah, what did it say? Then Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would give him time and that he would show the king the interpretation. So all we had for time, we come back tomorrow night, we'll show you exactly where our land is and everything else. We'll show you everything. We'll show you where our land is. But we know one thing, it starts over there, and, and you put a marker right down there. And then nothing you do, you can go and ask your piece of phone, the equator, equator of the world, the middle center cap, Ezekiel 5 5, mother. What is saying, Ezekiel 5 5? Ezekiel chapter 5, verse 5. Thus says Yahweh, this is Judah. I have set it in the midst of the nations and countries that are round about her. The land of Israel, the center capital of the world, is not in that little dump site you see. It's not in that little dump site that you see. That was number a horse stable for Solomon horses. That 36 acres of granite rock, that was a 36 acres of granite rock where Solomon put their horses at. Uh, an Arab named Solomon once built that wall that you, you talk about waving on it. That ain't got nothing to do with anything. But you don't know that. You think that's the, that's the wall and Yahweh said every stone, every stone will be thrown down. That ain't got nothing to do with you. That was a horse stable, 36 acres of granite rock. Because you got to go on the east side of the Gion Spring to find out where the temple is at. That's another lesson. Now, Mother, let's go back and finish that verse out. You read, you read in that Second Peter 3, you read verse number 9, and kick up to verse 8. Now, now kick up to verse 8 for a minute. Let me stall for a minute in verse 8. So I, I need to pull that verse out in verse number 8. Now, I know you got a marker already in it. You read the ninth, you, you read the ninth already. Now, kick up to verse number 8. What did it say? Okay. Um, Second Peter, chapter 3, verse 8. But, beloved, be not ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with Yahweh as a thousand years, and a thousand years as one day. You see that? One day with Yahweh as a thousand years. So when we read Hosea, mother, when we read the book of Hosea 6, 1 and 2, now we can go back to that. Remember, one day with Yahweh 